Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need a drink of bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them in the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to the episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode number 94, and we are sitting down today with uh, Sarah Goodrich. Uh, she is a nurse practitioner, a uh, NASM certified trainer. Um, she uh, is on the socials, which we'll go over later, and uh, she is married to uh, Victor, which I honestly think is one of the coolest male names that somebody could go with. <laughs> the only other Victor I know is an FBI agent. Oh. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. There's, right? there's sort of funny story behind that. Is there really? Yeah. My mom actually fixed me up with him. No way. Yeah. And she... How often does that work out <laughs> in the world? I mean, really. Yeah. She is a nurse, too, and Victor's a nurse, but um, she was trying to hook me up with him for like two years before I met him, oh, and wow. she told me his name, uh-huh. and I thought, that's kind of a strange name like i i don't know i just didn't yeah. picture what he looks like when i thought of a victor and so i was like i don't want to meet some weird guy that you work with some named weird guy named victor. victor so i guess in my head it didn't sound like a cool name no no i guess but, it didn't, but um i feel like you got to do something pretty great being victor but yeah i don't know i met him and was like oh okay like yeah. i guess i will go out with that yeah, yeah all right Right. So. He wasn't wearing like a, I don't know, like a Russian turban or something. No. Like those big furry hats or something. Yeah, I was thinking like a Russian <laughs> with a furry hat. Wouldn't that be great? Um, no, yeah. he was just uh. wearing scrubs. Just a normal, you But know. he's not no scrub. A scrub is someone <laughs> right, can't get no right. love from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we're uh, well, we're at my house again. So if you hear some prancing around, that's Bella. She may even bark at some point. She's been here before. You you've heard it before. So um, try to ignore ignore Bella. Um, also, might have a wife jump in at some point, come in the front door. So it'll be you know we're on our toes today, being <laughs> flexible, ready to roll with this podcast. Well, um, so Sarah, you're one of the persons that uh, you actually volunteered. To be on it, which is is crazy enough. Um, but I, I, once again, I put out that uh, post on social media about, hey, if you have somebody that you want to nominate or you'd like to be a part of it and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. And uh, you were one of the front first ones that uh, jumped into that, um, which we're going to have quite a few of uh, coming up, which is great. Um, so you, I guess, have a story to tell, huh? Is, I, is well, that fair? After I sent you that DM, I was like, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't Immediate have Immediate regret. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't take it back now. I mean, I think yeah, I said. It's out there. When I sent you that message that I'm a little bit shy, which yeah. I am. Um, I don't really tell my story easily, but. Mm. You know, my goal is to do things that make me uncomfortable because they yeah. seem to be the most rewarding in the long run. Well, so it's weird because I have a lot of people that tell me I've made them feel uncomfortable. So, I mean, I think you're in the right spot. 
Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it, we can all grow here. It'll be great. <laughs> all right. Well, t- well, take us back. Like, uh, where do you want to begin with uh, with your story and my voice oh, cracks? Well, I um, I know that you've had someone on this podcast before that has cerebral palsy. Yeah, Chase. Chase. Yeah. Um, he and I actually Chase know Akers. each other. Oh, not really? for very long, but um, I saw his story in mm-hmm. the Nashville Fit Magazine. Yeah, and yeah was like what there's someone else out there there's with cerebral else. palsy that's into fitness like it just oh, blew my mind yeah yeah so um his story's so neat too, yeah you know we have a lot of similarities and a lot of differences i'm about 10 years older than he is so you know medicine just in the 10 years between when i was born and when he was born have changed They've, oh yeah you know, evolved some, but, um, I don't know anything about it. I mean, like, (laughs) well, uh, I'm trying to think of even where to start. I, I was born about six weeks premature and had a brain hemorrhage when I Mm. was being born. And so, um, one of the things that your brain naturally has is cerebrospinal fluid. And that's what keeps your brain from like bouncing off the side of your skull. It keeps it floating in there. And your body naturally is constantly producing new cerebrospinal fluid and then absorbing the old. Well, how often does that cycle take place? Do you know? I mean, like, you're a medical professional. I love that I can, like, ask questions like that, you know? Um, you know, I, I, gosh, I remember from nursing school, they told us, like, an amount oh, yeah. that happens. Is it crazy? I, I mean, is a lot in there? Like, what, um, what, can, can you, can you draw a comparison to something? Like, I mean, I'm, if I'm drinking a fit aid, is it, is it about the same point. amount? I would say <laughs> I it's, know. you know, less than a gallon because I mean, oh, but a lot. it's not I mean, that big, but it, it's constantly being reproduced and reabsorbed yeah. through like a certain big gulp. channel. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Like a big gulp. It so depends it's... on the size of your head, I guess. I mean, well, I guess that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some brains are thinner than others. Uh, you know, yeah, I probably size. have more fluid than brain, so it's fine. It's fine. Is that <laughs> it a thing? It seems to be working to well I actually have more fluid than brain that's what I was oh, getting all right, right. to explain to you but um <clears throat> is that so, because the the like so okay so help me understand a little bit more okay okay, okay. so you're you say your body doesn't produce enough or you just you had a lack of fluid it produces the right amount, okay. but that hemorrhage caused a blockage to where it wasn't able to be reabsorbed like it should oh, have. And so, okay, okay. I don't. You said you have children. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when they were babies. Every time you took them to the doctor, till about age two, they were measuring the circumference of their head. Do you remember that? No. No. Well, <clears throat> it's just one of the things they do, but um, one they're of the rolling. reasons for that <laughs> yeah. is because they're trying to make sure that the head is not getting larger because what happens oh. when you're not reabsorbing that cerebrospinal fluid, your skull will basically get bigger and bigger oh, yeah, and bigger, sure. and that condition's yeah. called hydrocephalus. So, oh. um, huh. I was born with that. They okay. measured my head. When I was a baby, noticed that it kept getting bigger. And so when I was about a month old, they put a shunt in. And this shunt is a tube that goes from my skull down my neck, across my collarbone here, and Mm -hmm. down to my abdomen. And it just lets that fluid flow naturally in my body and get out of my skull to where it's not. So it just basically empties into your body. In your body, then absorbs it from yes. there and moves on. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And so yeah. that brain hemorrhage or that hydrocephalus also caused a little bit of nerve damage that affects primarily my left leg, but, okay. you know, both legs mm-hmm. and caused the cerebral palsy. But um, when I was younger, 
you know, they knew about the hydrocephalus when I was a month old. They did the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually had the same shunt since I was a month old. It, really? You know, they put like an adult size shunt in you and they coal it up. And as oh, you yeah, grow, I was wondering about that. Like, I would think it would be <clears throat> too short at this point. But, yeah. Okay. So they accounted for that. Right. And most Doctors people. And medical people are so smart. <laughs> most people, when they're going through a growth spurt, like mm-hmm. when they're a teenager, it you know, doesn't uncoil like it should and they need a revision. Mm -hmm. I've never had to have one, which is kind of a miracle in itself that I still have the same shunt from when I was a month old. Yeah. Um, but so they knew about all that and, um, similar to Chase, Mm -hmm. I don't know who's listening, who's listened to Chase's podcast too, but (laughs) everyone who listens listens to every single one. Loyal followers. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I started walking, they noticed that I was really pigeon-toed and walking mm. on my toes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they still associate it with more just the hydrocephalus and some brain damage okay. associated with that. I kind of moved backwards because... Um, was it a thing like they were just <clears throat> like, oh, she'll outgrow this? At they some point. thought so, okay. I yeah. think, at first, because it was so mild. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they were a little reluctant to put the CP label on me from the get-go because I think at that time you were more diagnosed with cerebral palsy if you had, like, a very severe case where you were wheelchair-bound, had trouble speaking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I think they were a little hesitant to label... Someone who mm-hmm. just, you know, walked funny with that kind of diagnosis. So yeah. um, I had a surgery when I was five years old, just like Chase did. Mine was a little bit different mm-hmm. in that they just cut into my femurs and turned them outwards because they were Whoa. facing in. Yeah. And I had a body cast That's just like crazy. he did. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do, like he talked about... Um, lengthening of the muscles, mm-hmm. kind of like stretching out like Gumby. Yeah, yeah. I remember him saying they didn't do any of that yeah. with me, just the the ortho excuse me, the orthopedic aspect of it. So wow. um <clears throat> I always knew I had hydrocephalus growing up and um I you know, knew my, that my walking was different, but mm-hmm. my parents never told me that I had cerebral palsy. Interesting. And, um, why I think, do you know why? Well, are they trying to like protect you or something? Like putting I a think, label on it would make it. A I think that's thing? part of it. I think okay. part of it is the medical community was sort of hesitant again to, you mm-hmm. know, label me with mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. it was such a mild case. But, yeah. um, it was complicated because people, you know, would ask me, why do, why do you walk that way? And, and then you so, ask them why they look that way? <laughs> no? It's one of those things where people ask me stupid stuff. People yeah. come up to me and say, uh-huh. you know, the most unreal things. And I just sort of stare at them. And then after they leave, I think of all these great <laughs> comebacks that I could have said. Yeah. Like, I had an old man come up to me in Target once and say, have you ever tried to get that fixed? And I wish that I'd said, have you gotten your brain fixed? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess uh, it's a good thing that I don't come up with mean things to say right away. But afterwards, I wish I could I'm say like, I didn't. But... <laughs> Depending on what mood I'm in, I'm pretty good at them. Right. My (laughs) husband jokes that, you know, one of these days this innocent person is just going to walk up to me and say something, and I'm just going to unload, Uh like, 34 years of, like, anger (laughs) and just bitterness Uh on this one poor person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It ruined their life. Hopefully that won't ever happen, but I don't know. It it may still be lingering inside. I don't understand the audacity of people to come up to a perfect stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And engage in some kind of, uh, I don't know, physical observation for the most part. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Like, what, 
What does it matter to you? What I don't know. What I, what part of me <clears throat> needs you? Yeah, in, you know, in this, like, yeah. Well, oh, and so it, weird. That me. particular situation, I was thinking, like, do you do you have an idea of how to fix it? Like, why are you even? Oh, now that would be great, up, right? Like, like, what if it was like some kind of secret, like amazing, like house doctor? <laughs> yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. I'm Doctor House, actually. Um, you know, and it was like I can fix that. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be that person come up and ask yeah. me anytime. But, but instead, it's like an accountant. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've had. I mean. I've had Christians come up to me and say that they want to like pray it away. Oh yeah, just start um, throwing water on you or oil. Yeah, and just be like this will do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, eh, you Not know, quite how it works, but yeah. I just say I think God made me this way for a reason, and yeah, I really do. I'm not destitute. That yeah, yeah. Like I, you know. Yeah. I have like a job and like right. I contribute to society. Right. Like I don't. What do you think I do? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, that's wild. But yeah, my parents never told me that I had it. And so whenever people would say things like that, I had this really long, like, well, I was born six weeks premature and <laughs> my legs were turned like this and I had surgery to turn them out like this. Yeah. And, and they I had this tube in my head. Anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I never really knew what. To mm-hmm. say, um, yeah, you know, like it, the UPS commercials, where like <laughs> that person's just stuck there for a really long time. Yeah, your I'll whole make story. Regret <laughs> saying that real quick. Um, but oh. it actually wasn't until um, I was in my early twenties. I actually was already a nurse. Mm-hmm. My mom gave me this box of medical records that she had. Um, up in the attic that she was just trying to get rid of. Yeah. <clears throat> and she gave them to me to read. And I started flipping through them because I was interested in them being sure, a nurse. Yeah. You know, I, I could actually read and understand sort of what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. In, in all the papers from when I was young, it said I had cerebral palsy. And I was like, what? Right there. Just said the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And it was almost kind of a relief to mm. me to have that yeah. label because then if someone could ask, I could just mm-hmm. say, I have cerebral palsy. I don't have right. to go through this like long, you know, drawn out explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, some people I would just say, ah, I was just born this way. Like, yeah, yeah. But. I don't know. It was just kind of nice to have that mm-hmm. diagnosis. Well, like I'm around people all the time <clears throat> that like the worst part of people getting sick or having something going on with their body is not knowing what to call it or what yeah. it is, you know, and there's something reassuring about having having a label in that way that you go, oh, OK, this is this is a thing and this is what it is. And, you know, this is um, it's not a mystery. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, yeah. Let's move forward. You know, yeah. there's something about that. It seems like uh, with with people, I have a, a friend right now that they have no idea what's going on with them, and they've been battling this with this thing for two years, and everything just gets worse and worse and worse. And um, I, I just I can't imagine what life is like not knowing. You yeah. know, just being clueless, and your body is doing something that it's not supposed to do. And getting worse, you know, right, it's right, right. But yeah, I could imagine that. It, how? So it's weird that no one said anything in like you know your school at some point. Yeah, I, like I mean, I'm pretty sure you might have, you know, whatever. Well, and I really, I would love to go back to talk to some of the doctors that I had when I was young, yeah, but they've right. all yeah. they've all passed away at oh. this point. Like <laughs> they're not around. The doctor that them, did though. my leg surgery actually is the only one that's still practicing, and he's in Atlanta. And I really have thought about writing him a letter, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he would remember me or if he still has records on me because yeah. this was 30 years ago yeah. that he did my surgery. So all handwritten still. Yeah. Right there, yeah. 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 I mean, if it was computerized, all that stuff mm-hmm. gets saved forever. But yeah, it to- I didn't even think about that. It would yeah. have been handwritten. Paper charting, dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't bank on that being around, but I mean, yeah. maybe 
Um, it's, it's really wild uh, that it was, what'd you say, 20? How old were you, 20? Um, I am 34. But I mean, when so, they, you found out and you're reading oh, your records and yeah, stuff, I was, that was like in your 20s? 20, probably 24, 25. That's wild, yeah. And I, when I was in grad school, this may have been before. Maybe it was a little later than that. Um, mm. I was doing my pediatric clinical, mm-hmm. and I think pediatricians or pediatric doctors now know a little bit more about cerebral palsy than some adult doctors because it's something that you get diagnosed with as a child. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I remember the physician I was working with asking me if I had cerebral palsy and I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) That has not been documented to me. (laughs) No. I'm actually thinking back on it now, probably had three or four people, like well meaning people ask me before I even knew. (laughs) Well not all of them were I remember one of them it was when I was an RN working in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She was a family member of a patient that I had. Okay. And she, I think, had a family member who had cerebral palsy because when uh-huh. she asked me, I was like, no. And she was like, oh, I just, you know, I have yeah. a nephew or something and y'all, you know, walk similarly. Yeah. Um, what went, th- okay, what, what, what kind of went through your mind when she said that? A little offended, I have to be honest. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't know Mm -hmm. how else to feel about it. And, you know, I, I'm sort of embarrassed to admit that when I was in nursing school, cerebral palsy wasn't really something that we talked about because Mm. it's, it's not super common. It's more common than you would think, I guess. But I, I, have no I also associated cerebral palsy with being one of those things that you were wheelchair bound. And mm-hmm. I didn't really realize that there are all kinds of people out there who do have this. And it's mild. Um, yeah. And yeah. so when she asked me that, my mind immediately went to you know, a a person who has a lot more ailments than I do. And I I was like, why does she think that? Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I found those medical records (laughs) and I started doing my Uh own research, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I cannot believe that I didn't know this. Yeah. I mean, for one, just as a person with it, but for two, as a nurse and a nurse practitioner Uh now, like, it was just sort of (laughs) mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess that's why you can't be your own, you know, doctor or nurse, I guess, in the world. (laughs) No. It's really not a good idea. Or your Um, own lawyer. Also heard that one. That's not a good idea. Either. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it just—it's—it's it's been a relief to mm-hmm. to have that diagnosis and to you know be able to have like a two word answer for what's right yeah. going on with me because yeah. I feel like even less people know what hydrocephalus is. Oh yeah, I had, um, I've heard it, but I didn't really yeah. know necessarily what that was until you just went through it, and I was like, huh. yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Now you know when they now measure babies' heads, that's part of what they're looking for. I guess for. they did. I was trying to think of the charts that, I mean, every every time we went, we would come back with, like, the charts yeah. uh, of, like, their growth charts. Percentile. I guess they had heads. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Head circumference is part of that yeah. for yeah, babies so. anyway. Who knew? Um, I mean, I was there for them, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the ones I do miss are... Pretty epic, though, from what I hear. <laughs> the girls act different when I'm around than when when they're just with their mom. <laughs> oh, with the doctor's office? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if shots are involved. Oh, yeah. It's good to have me in the room. Oh, yeah. yes. Because they'll just sit there and take it. Yeah. But, like, if I'm not there, there was one instance where our younger one started talking in, like, a, a man voice and, like, <laughs> ran and hid somewhere. I mean, it's a pretty big doctor's office. Like they have a whole floor in in a, in a office building and um, they couldn't find her for a while. And she, Oh wow. (laughs) Like she just went crazy. And so now she asks when she asks it, like she just got her, uh, 
she's in sixth grade, whatever shots need, needed for sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, she looks at me and goes, are you going? <laughs> and I said, yes. Yes, yes, yes I, am. I am. She's like, oh. Well, I can okay. speak as a nurse <laughs> practitioner who gives a lot of vaccines to little children. Yeah. I appreciate the male reinforcements <laughs> in the room because whenever there is something true to that, kids mm. come in with their dads and they sit like little angels and yeah. they take it. They come in with their moms and they're like bouncing off the walls. Mm-hmm. Well, I they, mean, I think, I've had to like wrestle children oh, to gosh, the ground. Yeah. And, that should never have to happen with a sharp no. object in your hand. But no. Like, yeah, it's I think that's safe. probably part of it is just that, yeah, I can hold you real still if I need to. Yeah. But let's just not have to do that. Right, right. <laughs> but they she's she's funny. I was, I was taking her. I got her out of school last, this, that last time to take her. And uh, and I was like, yeah, you're, she was asking about if mom was meeting her there. I said, yeah, she's she'll meet us there. And um, and I said, but, but we don't need her. We could do this. Huh. And she was like, no, I need her. And I was like, what? She's like, I just need somebody there that's like, honey, it's okay. You're going to be all right. <laughs> and then you to make sure I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's a good balance. Very self-aware. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, so how how does it affect like your, your day-to-day? Does it affect your day, day-to-day at all? Um, um, it sort of depends on the day and what I'm doing. I mean, it okay. it's something that I'm aware of all mm-hmm. the time because I you know, trip over my own feet a lot. I, if I'm really tired, it's more pronounced. Um, Like at the end of your 12 hour shifts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well now, since I'm a nurse practitioner, I work in, you know, like a 10 by 10 room. Um, I don't have very far to walk. I sit at my desk and chart. I get up to look at the patient and do an assessment, Mm -hmm. but it's not any, anywhere what it was like when I was an RN and on my uh, feet for 12 hours. Yeah, running, gunning all the yeah. time. I didn't really think that went through when I chose that as a career. <laughs> um, I didn't really realize what an effect that would have on me being mm-hmm. on my feet for 12 hours. I mean, that was before I wore like an Apple Watch and knew my oh, steps and stuff. Yeah, but I can yeah. only imagine I probably walked close to 10 miles a day at least i mean it depends on the day but Mm -hmm. yeah i would come home and just not be able to move see my my apple watch expectations are i'm sure quite a bit lower than yours (laughs) pretty bad (laughs) well i mean like i said that was before i even wore one so yeah i mean it it was one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I went back to school, mm-hmm. um, just because it was just so hard to be yeah. on my feet for that long. But so, is there is there pain associated with it? Like, or is it just a like kind of a, a nerve being able to move in a way that or something like what what kind of explain to like what it if you can like what what it feels yeah. like even though that like. It doesn't feel like anything weird to you yeah. because this is who you are. But Right, right. On it, a normal day-to-day, no, there okay. isn't a whole lot of pain involved. Mm-hmm. But because I have been walking this way for, you know, 32 years, I do have quite a bit of arthritis in my knees okay. and in my hips just because, you know, they they're turned differently. It's mm-hmm. caused a little bit more wear and tear. So... Um, old people aren't lying when they say when it gets cold, like they oh, can yeah. feel yeah. it or they can feel the barometric pressure in their joints. Uh-huh. I do feel that. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Okay, maybe not. I mean, like, I don't, um, I don't want that, but yeah. I wouldn't mind you being around and be like, hey, <laughs> what's tomorrow? Like, what's, what's happening tonight outside? Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> That's a real thing. Um, and, you know, certain muscles for me aren't as strong like my glutes aren't Mm -hmm. very strong and so my ql sort of tries to pick up the slack certain Mm -hmm. muscles get really tight yeah um i am definitely someone who should stretch every day Mm -hmm. i don't (laughs) yeah yeah um i started yesterday trying to stretch every day yeah. I didn't do it today, though. Yet. <laughs> yet. The day's not over. Yeah, that's true. You can I want to do, do it either, like, first thing or last thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, we uh, in CrossFit, there's a thing called Ramwad, which is, like, yoga for CrossFitters. Okay. Um, and so I try, I'm try. i trying to do that more. Um, 
Yeah. So we'll see. Set an alarm on your phone. I've done that before. And yeah. it helps until you, you know, get really used to hitting that off yeah, button. You're true. like, I'll do that later. <laughs> off. <laughs> but, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, that it's not like a, you know, I'm always in pain mm-hmm. kind of situation. It's just... Um, just overuse like anybody else yeah. except for the extra kind of arthritic right. pain in there. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's... I've talked about it so many times, but I'm always amazed at how the body will compensate mm-hmm. for like whatever you want it to do. Mm-hmm. And so despite limitations, despite anything either and despite, you know, how bad it is for you long term, like your body will just do what you want it to do eventually. Like it'll right. figure out a way to do that. And I think that's just an incredible thing. Yeah. You know? And we talk about that, like when we're training people and stuff with movement patterns and stuff like that. And then they're like, well, this is the way I do it. And you're like, well, that's because you wanted to do it. And it may not be the best way, but you know, there's, right. you have some shortcomings in your body that have been underdeveloped that allow you not to work, move in that way. And so yeah. you got to kind of attack those so you can move in a, in a better way. But yeah, it's, it's just amazing to me. I'm always blown away. It's like, yeah, my body figured out how to do that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for better or for worse, it will find a way yeah. to get it done. Whether you have a glute deficiency or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's take just a quick break. Okay. And then, and then we'll come right back to it. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat, neat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. So uh, starting off, uh, so I was corrected during the uh, the intermission there. Um, I said good rich, and that was really wrong, and I wrote that down wrong. It's good Rick. So Victor, you know, it, you started, I guess, with this name, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's where you got it. So uh-huh. sorry, Victor. Sorry, buddy. It's my fault. My fault. Uh, it has now been corrected, and we can move forward yes. with the world. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh uh, anyways, uh, so you, uh, I mean, already at this point have accomplished more than, than most people in the world, um, doing, doing all the, the educational stuff, being a nurse practitioner, all those kind of amazing things that you're doing right now. But then you've also had this other journey that, that you kind of started about your fitness journey mm-hmm. within that as if you weren't doing enough already. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about that. How, how did, how did you get involved into the fitness things that you're doing now? Right. Yeah, I I mean, when I was younger, I always wanted to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. I just have always admired athletes. I just think it's amazing the way the human body works. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why I became a nurse and a nurse practitioner. Yeah. But um, when I was growing up, I was never really good at any sports. I'm really, I have horrible balance. I, I'm not <laughs> yeah. coordinated yeah. at all. Like... My dad has this joke, when God said, come forth for coordination, you came fifth. (laughs) I just, I'm really clumsy. It just was never a thing. And my parents, So what sport would it be? Like, if you could choose a sport, what would it be? Like, like the one that you would go, okay, that's what I should have done my whole life if I I could, right? I I think this is considered a sport, but a gymnast. Like, I just think um, it. The things that they do, like defy gravity, mm-hmm. just looks incredible. It looks like it's so crazy. much fun. And they are like small, just meat people. Yeah. Like they are just pure muscle. It's, yeah. It's crazy, gymnast. Yeah. You could yeah. teach an anatomy lesson off of, you know, their muscles. Yeah. The um, amazing thing to me is <clears throat> their ability to control 
literally every muscle in their body. Mm-hmm. Like if a coach says, you know, you just, you know, bring some more tension in, you know, your your lower pec on your left side, they'd be like, okay, I got it next time. Uh-huh. You know, like they could do that uh-huh. because they're so self-aware with their body and how it's made and how it works. And it, yeah, those those guys amaze me. Yeah. I've never looked at gymnastics and gone, I'd really like to do that. Yeah. But you know, I think it's one, one of those things that like, you know, you always want what you can't have. And so <laughs> okay. I, All right. I looked at that growing up and just thought that is just the coolest mm-hmm. thing. Um, now ribbon dancing. Uh, <laughs> I could see myself in that. I could do that with you. I think <laughs> we could do that. We'll the next Olympics and start training now. <laughs> yes. Oh, we got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always wanted to be an athlete, never played any sports. My parents mm-hmm. never told me that I couldn't do anything, but it was just, you know, it's okay that you're not good at these things. Like you yeah. can be good at other things. And so I really dove headfirst into my schoolwork. That sort mm-hmm. of became my sport. Like yeah. I studied like a fiend. I made straight A's. Um But when I was a floor nurse and on my feet for 12 hours and coming home and hurting a lot at the end of the day Mm. and, you know, confronted on a daily basis with what life looks like for people that aren't very active, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I thought I have to do something about this. I don't know what it's going to be, but like I have to make some sort of an effort to to build some muscle or like I'm just, I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 40 mm. and it's just not going to be fun. So, um, <laughs> no, it does not sound fun. You're correct. No, yeah. no. Um, there was an orange theory that was built across the street from my house mm-hmm. And I saw it and, you know, they were running like opening specials and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I called them and sort of told them a little bit about my thing over the phone. And they were like, oh, yeah, come in. Like, we can make accommodations for what you need. And Mm -hmm. um, I thought about it, but I just was too nervous to do it. Like, yeah. When you're afraid of something, your brain isn't really rational with it. Mm, Like you, my, what I pictured in my head was like walking through the door and starting to do this thing and fumbling through it and just everyone in the class just staring at me the whole time. Uh Maybe pointing. Um, Yeah, like pointing, laughing, Uh staring, um, just really sort of childish picture in my head. And so I drove past that orange theory for a year. Oh, wow. And every time I I looked at it, because I passed it every single day, I Mm -hmm. thought, I need to do that. I need to do that. But no, no, no. It's scary. Like, I'm not going to go in there. That's Um, funny. Yeah. There was a guy that, uh, the podcast that came out right before yours, um, he, he showed up, he wanted to try CrossFit and uh-huh. he showed up to a CrossFit box and it was, granted it was in the middle of like a workout and like nobody talked to him. So he stood there for a minute, left, didn't try it again until four years later. Yeah. <laughs> like he finally tried it. Like, I think that's such a common thing yeah. to, to have all the, you know, enough fears and stuff. I mean, just getting through the door is a huge accomplishment for yeah. for the majority of people. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that resonates with a lot of people that just driving past, you know, just like, ah, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Well, and I actually, there was a CrossFit gym up the road, too, and I went mm-hmm. in to get some information about it, too, yeah. and saw what the people were doing when I walked in there and immediately thought, <laughs> yeah. nope, like, yeah. I can't no, do that. No. Which CrossFit and, gym was that? It was next door to the Target on Old Hickory. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, that's Trivium now. Oh. (laughs) It's it's CrossFit Trivium now. That's so funny because I know Jamie Free. Yeah, yeah. So that was pre-Jamie Free, but yeah. Yeah. Um, That's funny. I had no idea Yeah, someone else owned it at that point um, before Um, the new ownership. But they were like doing pull-ups and... Mm -hmm. Just all kinds of crazy stuff, and I thought, oh no, no! Yeah, it's and a little weird to walk into. Back down there. <laughs> oh, this isn't where here. I get my hair blown out. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, oops. <laughs> Whatever excuse can come to mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought y'all had a bathroom. I sorry, I'm out. I'm out. 
Um, I went in. I don't even know what finally got me in the Orange mm-hmm. Theory. They let you try a class for free. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember Dave Joniak was the guy that was teaching, and okay. I kind of told him a little bit about me beforehand. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you'll do fine. Went in, did the class. They're really good about giving, which I think I've heard CrossFit is too, mm-hmm. giving modifications for sure. things that yeah. you can't mm-hmm. do. I needed like modifications for the modifications. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always say it's in- <clears throat> infinitely scalable, you know? Yeah. And so, whatever it is, um, we just want to make sure everybody's getting the same workout. And right. so, whatever that needs to be for the individual. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Similar thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, it was so hard. Mm-hmm. I, he, they kind of check in with you afterwards to see yeah. how you're doing. <laughs> uh-huh. And I hung around, you know, to talk to Dave afterwards. And I, Dave, in my mind, is like the picture of an athlete, like oh, the type yeah. of person that just would have been or was really intimidating to mm-hmm. me. But he's so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I thank God for him because if he hadn't have been like as nice and as approachable as he was, I would have yeah. left that day and I never oh, that's so good. would have come back. Now, is that the um, one on Old, Old Hickory? Close yes. to the well? Next to yes. the well? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I he, see you nutheads I, every, uh, every Tuesday. <laughs> I'm at the well on Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah. People like zombie walking in and then walking out like this. Like, <laughs> it's, it's the it's natural very funny. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got in my car and I cried afterwards because I just, I was overwhelmed with how hard mm. it was. Yeah. Um, and I really wish I could pinpoint what exactly like made me keep going back. I don't, yeah. I really. So it was can't difficult, but that. like, was it difficult in an inspiring way or difficult like as in, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like what, when you say you sat there for a while thinking yeah. about how devastating it was or whatever, like, what, what, what were those feelings involved in that? Was it? Uh, it was not difficult in an inspiring way at that okay. point. I okay. felt just yeah. really defeated at how difficult gotcha. it was. I have to be honest uh-huh. because I remember like watching other people do things that seemed like they should be doable or easy mm-hmm. in my mind. And I just couldn't get my legs to cooperate and sure. do them. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I guess I was sort of confronted head on with how out of shape I was Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. how hard it was. Like I just, I knew it would be hard. I didn't think it would be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But Dave was like, you know, you'd be surprised if you keep coming back in here and you keep Mm -hmm. doing this. Like... Yeah. You'll be able to do more than you think you could. Yeah. Just keep um, showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so because he was so nice, because no one was actually staring at me or <laughs> laughing at me. That's so shocking. That yeah. didn't happen. Oh, yeah. man. They were so, like, imagine. focused on what they mm-hmm. were doing. They were trying, trying to, to get through their own <laughs> workout. Right. Yeah, they couldn't have cared less that I, you know, couldn't do anything. Um I did yeah. keep going back, and I still felt defeated probably for about six weeks of going in there. But yeah. slowly and surely, I started to see that I was able to, like, mm-hmm. do things that I wasn't able to do before. Like, some yeah. of the things I didn't need a modification for anymore. Or, like, yeah. I could pick up a little bit of a heavier weight. Mm-hmm. I started off power walking, and then I needed to start jogging in mm. order to get my heart rate up into the, you know, zones yeah. that they do. The orange zone? Um, yeah, the orange zone and the red zone. Um, yeah. But, and that's when I really got addicted to it because mm-hmm. I was like, this does work. And it is true. Yeah. Like the more you push yourself through that uncomfortable stage, you can mm-hmm. make progress. It's slow. Yeah. Um, slower for some than others, but you, you can do things. Mm-hmm. You can do things that you started off like not even being able to get close to Mm -hmm. um 
So that's what kept me going back. Um, And, you know, four years later, I'm able to do things that I, I never even thought that my body was capable of doing. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Um, Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. I just, uh, you know, every day that I, go into the gym, I have to give myself a little bit of a pep talk of like, Mm. you know, I know that you're, you're, there still are days where I worry about people staring at me. Like that voice doesn't necessarily go away. Oh yeah, no. Um, And I think people have it in their mind that if, if it's not going away, that something's wrong with them. Mm. And it's not that like you have to allow yourself to feel whatever feelings you have, mm-hmm. but just there's a book called fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. um, that's how I feel about fitness. Mm-hmm. Like feel the fear of it, but do it anyway. Yeah. And then like it that. gets a little easier with time, I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, and I think, <laughs> You know, at least for for me, it's been, you know, a routine thing. Like once it's kind of locked in there, like it's harder for it to go away. Yeah. You know, and maybe you think less about it. But then, you know, I've noticed one thing, like when it stops, starting back is just as hard as from the beginning. Yeah. You know. Um, So, uh, so do you still go to Orange I theory. don't. I, um, I always call it orange therapy on accident. Like, <laughs> well, it is all the kind time. of therapy. Yeah, it, I mean, it um, absolutely is. Yeah. They, so I went there for probably two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe halfway through my time there, I got connected with Jamie yeah. and, um, you know, learned a bunch about nutrition from him. Mm-hmm. My body and physique changed a lot from when I started Orange Theory up to meeting him. But then, like, once I added the nutrition part Mm -hmm. in, I mean, it just... I have muscles started to show up that I didn't even know existed. But um, (laughs) And he kind of got me a little more into the weightlifting Mm -hmm. side of things. Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of cardio. I mean, I think it's important to have like good cardiovascular health, but I, I don't like running. I can run now, which Mm -hmm. I never could run before I did orange theory, but, um, I prefer to get my heart rate up doing weightlifting type stuff. But, um, (laughs) I remember, when I was meeting with Jamie and Jamie also is one of those people that I look at is like the picture of an athlete, someone who oh, he's ridiculous. I think, you know, she doesn't be even way know too how, cool how to talk to someone is. like me. Well, yeah. he's so nice and humble oh, again. Yeah. Um, that's just been another huge surprise to me and being part of the fitness community. Like these people who look like elite athletes, like, mm-hmm. They are nice, good people. They're not yeah. going to point and laugh at me because I'm different than they no, are. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but it's, he... And I think the mindset is, is I can help that. Like, whatever yeah. it is. Like, they're looking at people going, oh, we could fix that. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, that's that's their mindset. And they're not going to be like that old man or whatever. I assume it's an old man that came to you and said... Yeah. You know, like, have you ever thought it about was. getting that fixed? I knew it. I knew it. He probably had pleats <laughs> on the front of his pants, too. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> but it was probably true. Um, probably. But, yeah, I mean, like, most of the guys, you know, they're, you know, that's something I've always been impressed with within the fitness community is is that even the people that have every reason to just be like, Whatever, I'm yeah. great. I'm I'm a, a hair less than a god. Yeah, like, I'm you know, a Greek god. Yeah, like they're the ones that are like, oh, well, yeah. Let me stop my workout and and see if I can help you. Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, I yeah. worked out in his garage a few times, and he like didn't even really give me the option to say like I can't do that that stuff. He was like, we're we're gonna get you there. Like mm-hmm. you can work on this, and this is doable. And yeah. Um, that has been my experience with the fitness community. Mm -hmm. Like no, no one ever pointed and laughed. No one Mm -hmm. ever told me I couldn't do something. Everyone has been just more 
than accommodating and just like, let me know what I can do to, to get you there. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what do you do now? Then what do you, what are you getting into these days? <laughs> well, about a year ago, I got certified with NASM. Mm-hmm. Mainly it started off as I wanted to know like the bad ways, I guess that my body had adapted, like the, the bad form mm-hmm. that I had with certain things from the CP and I wanted to know the ways to fix it. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. and so I kind of did it for myself just mm-hmm. to learn more. Um, and so when I started doing that, and started getting more into weightlifting and, you know, Jamie taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take a step back from a lot of the cardio at Orange Theory and just sort of do more weightlifting on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, I got my certification last December and have been just doing my own programming and working out at Lifetime in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that um, place is so nice. Yeah. It um it is another one of those places where I just feel like super yeah. out of place cuz everyone there's like beautiful and no, uh well, really no. cut. But, well, and you work um, in Green Hills. I mean, I'm fairly yeah. certain that everyone there is beautiful too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like going to Green Hills because of that. Like yeah. it's not even working out. I'm yeah. just talking about like the mall. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> Yes. I, I went to the Gulch yesterday. I went to pick up some things uh, at Nutrishop Gulch and uh who's a proud sponsor of this part of the podcast, but um I remember I haven't been to the Gulch since I was a kid. Like you didn't even go to that area. Like, yeah. like it wasn't even a thing when I was a kid growing up here. Um, but I went down there and I texted the owner afterwards. I was like, I've learned two things from visiting your store in the Gulch. <laughs> One, that I am not pretty enough to be there. <laughs> and two, nor am I hip enough to be yeah. there whatsoever. No. <laughs> like, You're not emo enough. No, I haven't even no. been down there probably in over a it's year. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like Green Hills downtown. Yeah. Um, but it's just like where the really pretty people are and... <laughs> and you know, I'm not that person. Yeah. You know? I'm, yeah. I'm just a regular dude. Right, right. <laughs> I feel. I don't wear leggings and v necks. <laughs> so I mean, that. You could. Yeah, I'm a, I could. <laughs> I'd feel more at home there. But yeah. But yeah, that and Green Hills and yeah, Franklin, some, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Lifetime, I mean, great gym, great equipment, kind of scary mm. place for. A newbie, but it was just another one of those things that I was like, I Orange Theory sort of became my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I ended up knowing a lot of the people there. Like I knew what to expect. Everyone yeah. knew my story to a certain extent, and I didn't really want to go someplace where you know people didn't know what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Again, just one of those things that I've learned throughout all of this is that you have to make yourself do things that make you uncomfortable in mm-hmm. order to grow. And mm-hmm. it's often those things that you get the most out of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been out there doing my own thing, stumbling around, fumbling around for a little yeah. over a year now. <laughs> that's been working well. I mean, that's yeah. going well. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I hid in a corner for a while and did things mm-hmm. and slowly mm-hmm. it's, it's different in that, you know, everything, it's all one big room. Okay. And so it is kind of hard to hide you yeah. know, because everyone can just see every end of the gym. But, um, it's just, it's been a good experience just to make myself yeah. <laughs> get comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. I fall. I get back up, do my Olympic stand, and, and just go on about my business. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. There was, I was watching somebody's video, that I think it was, it was a friend of mine. Um, yeah, I think it was Blake. So, Blake, when you listen to this, I swear on the one of his Instagram videos yesterday, he uh, he pulled something. And then turned around, and I swear, waved at everybody behind him. Like, I, I don't know. I, he was at some gym, yeah. some gym training. But, yeah, he turned around, and I swear he waved at everybody when he when, after he made the lift, like, yeah. whatever it was. It was some crazy press, like, probably 315, like, this push press with an axle bar. 
Um, that was my guess from looking. I don't know what uh-huh. the was, but uh, it was heavy. And uh, yeah, I was like, that's fantastic. More yeah. people need to execute something and then just thank yeah. you. Yeah. Or screw it up and wave it at yeah. everyone. Like, yeah. I mean, just. Either way, thank you. if you thank stick you the landing, much. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So. I was doing. Um, uh, goblet squats with my heels elevated and just sort of, I don't know, but randomly my legs just were like, nope, we're yeah. not going to do that mm-hmm. anymore. And I just sort of slow motion rolled backwards. <laughs> Didn't yeah. hurt myself right, or anything. Right. It's just my leg sort of gave out and just stood up and was like, okay, we're good. Yep. Like looked yep. around. Some people were sort of looking at me like, is she okay? And I just was like, I'm fine. We're good. We're moving on. <laughs> Let's run it back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you have to have a good sense of humor when you have cerebral palsy. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. It's fair. You <laughs> can't take yourself too seriously. No, I, I would hope everybody can't take themselves too seriously, but there's a lot yeah. of serious folk out there. That's true. <laughs> they don't handle me well though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, so, and so through this, like the certification you have now, like you, you said earlier, you were trying to not on the podcast, but you said that, uh, um, you, you were, um, starting to train people, starting to write some, some yeah. programs for people. I write some programs for some of my friends. Um, but my goal for 2020 is to try to take on some clients like in person. Okay. I will say one of the things that I, still really struggle with mentally is that I don't have the ability to demonstrate every single Uh, exercise. Um, I think that I'm pretty good at being able to look at someone and, you know, know proper form and be Mm -hmm. able to correct them verbally, but I just can't necessarily turn around and, you know, execute what I would want them to do. Right. Right. And I, I don't know what that would look like as Mm -hmm. a trainer. And so I, I, you know, still feel a little insecure about that, but I'm hoping that, you know, it's just one of those things I've got to find a way to push through it at some point. So it is a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, I think that there are a lot of people out there that are afraid to start something because they're afraid they'll look stupid or they'll Mm -hmm. afraid, they're afraid that they can't or, you know, it, it takes too long mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm a good example of, you know, you can, you can look silly doing some things yeah. like, oh, yeah. and you can still get in good shape. You can take forever. Like it's about a lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. about just a, a quick fix to things. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. And you're, you're always <laughs> going to have those times where you look stupid, like yeah. regardless who you are. Yeah. Yeah, like every time I snatch, every time, every time, like what, like six and a half years into this snatching and on on all, every time I snatch, at some point I will fall down. Hmm. It, it's like a hundred percent certainty. Like I just lay there for a second and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and like and it's not at a heavy weight even. Like it's not. It's like when I first start working up, like start warming up and, yeah. and working up. It's like it just takes your you know, body a second to get that balance. Yeah, it's the silliest thing. And before, like any kind of like when I was in a CrossFit gym and people would would see it happen, like the coach is like, "Whoa, are you are you okay?" I'm like, "Only thing that hurts my pride. Just give me a second. <laughs> That's just give me my a second. favorite yeah. line. Only yeah. thing that hurts is my pride. It's just my pride. Just give me a second. <laughs> this will happen again next week if we do it again. So yeah. just so you know. <laughs> well, and I don't know why, but I I never really thought that people who were athletes and into that sort of thing mm-hmm. felt that way. I thought oh, yeah. that that was just for people who were out of shape and didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, everybody's so got insecurities. Yeah. Everybody. Another sort of rewarding thing that I've learned in this process is that it really doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Like we've all got our thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And good. everything <laughs> is not always perfect. Right. Shockingly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just not people mess up and everybody ends up on the ground at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Some more regular than others. Okay. <laughs> I'm one of those people, but right. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> gravity fine. and I just are, have a very close relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan of gravity. 
but you know, it's just me. <laughs> That's really cool. So, so when this uh, podcast is out, we'll be heading into 2020. Yeah. And so if anybody's, you know, listening to this and going, you know, I like her voice. <laughs> I wouldn't mind her standing next to me and telling me what to do like, <laughs> in the gym. I mean, so do you have a place that you plan on like training in or? Well, that's part of the process of me figuring that out. I know mm-hmm. most gyms, like if you train there, like they want you to work for them. And since, yeah. um, since I am a nurse practitioner full time, I just need to figure out mm. some kind of schedule as far as that goes or a gym that would yeah. be willing to work for or work with me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but hoping to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you still got some time. It's not 2020 yet. Yeah. But. My husband does say that I'm kind of a mean trainer. (laughs) I don't know. uh... I'm a firm believer in that, like, uh, (laughs) couples should not train each other. (laughs) Yeah, he may believe that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I'm I'm nice to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But you're already training some people. Like, you're already writing this program for some people. So you're kind of, uh, what, distance training, I guess? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just not in person anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, what else is going on with you? Anything? What What else you got looking forward to in 2020? I mean, that's a a big, audacious goal. Goals. Um, you have any for 2019 you're finishing up right now? Oh, gosh. Well, this this would be it, getting on a podcast oh. and talking about myself, I guess. Oh, or, man. See, know, dreams come open. true. <laughs> now I have to get this out before 2020 yeah, so yeah. you can reach your goal. Right? <laughs> That's true. It's inspiring to me. I got to do that. Then. Um, but, yeah, I I have a, um Instagram, Unique Strength. And now it's a, there's an underscore in there too, right? Between unique underscore strength. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not great with social media. So, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get more comfortable with posting things on there. Just like, yeah, that one's just had what, like a six or so posts or nine or something like that. Yeah. Not very many. I, I just just struggle with the idea of, you know, filming myself at the gym it just oh it's weird it seems yeah. like a yeah. very foreign concept yeah. before um, a, a year ago i've i've filmed and took pictures of myself all the time and like would go visit other gyms other places and still set up my phone and like do it um it was so fun one of the guys that i follow and um he texted me one day messaged me through there he's like so when you visit other places do you like talk to them about what you're going to be doing and stuff. And I'm like, nah, I just put my phone up. Like I have a little magnet on the back of my phone so I can kind of like okay. stick it anywhere uh-huh. um, in video or whatever, or take pictures. And, um, and I was like, nah, I just do it. No one said anything about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> just do your thing. I was like, it's CrossFit. Everybody's into themselves. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't get past that feeling of just feeling so weird doing yeah. that. So yeah, I think I need once to you get, start, it's just like anything. Like yeah. once you start, you realize like no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, that would be another big goal for me is to get yeah. more comfortable, you know, putting that out there. Oh, wow. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Then. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, I need some pointers from you, apparently. I need just document everything. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I and now I run too many social medias and I don't do anything hardly except the ones I have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I never realized how time consuming yeah, it can be. It can get a little daunting. Um, I've I found that I can I can do about like two or three at a time. Mm-hmm. Two well I can do, but like beyond that, they kind of get hit or miss. But, yeah, yeah. I don't so, want to bite off more than I can chew. But yeah. Yeah, having to run my business one is what gets more than anything just for the gym, but yeah, it's yeah, it's all kind of all consuming on that one. But but yeah, well, well, great. I I love your goals for twenty twenty. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, some people maybe even listen to this, contact you, and get in touch <laughs> with you. And uh, I think that'll be fantastic. Anything else we need to know? No, that's probably it. Awesome. I'm I'm actually a nice trainer. I should not. <laughs> That's probably We're not also a gonna, good. Uh, learn how to market. All right, you can find Sarah at Sarah underscore Goodrick. 
Um, that's R-I-C-K, not R-I-C-H, like I said earlier. But um, that's her personal one. Um, I, you may have to ask permission to, to join that one. I don't know. But I but think it's You can find her unique strength. Maybe. Unique <laughs> underscore strength, too. And uh, hi, Victor. <laughs> You're a great part of the story today. No one's going to crack out of that. <laughs> good, good. All right. Well, thanks for being on here. Thank you for yeah. having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.